Hello, this is Reverend Raymond Kaufman, pastor of the Log Cabin Community Church in Vinings, Georgia. Welcome to our podcast and happy Easter. How would you like to get a letter in the mail reminding of you reminding you of your mortality? In a small southern town many years ago, people would cringe when they looked in their mailbox and they saw they'd gotten a letter from the local undertaker because he would always sign it the same way, eventually yours. <laughs> You know, it reminds me of the lady who, she really hated her job, and she sent her email a a message one morning that said, you know, since I've used all of my sick days, I'm just calling in dead. (laughs) Death is a subject that really makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable, and I certainly understand that. In our culture here in the United States, you know, we have seen a shift at how people look at death and funerals and the whole rituals, rituals around death and dying. Funerals used to be held sometimes in people's home where a body would be prepared by the family and people would come by the house to pay their respects and spend time with the family. Family members would stay up all night with the body in their home and that was called awake because you were standing, you were staying up all night awake uh, with your loved one. And then we developed funeral homes where funerals weren't held in people's homes and churches, but outside and uh, of the home in a funeral home. Now today, big elaborate funerals aren't done very much, and it's more of kind of a memorial service. I once read in the newspaper uh, an obituary that says, the family would like to invite you to a wine and cheese reception held in their loved one's honor. You know, things have really changed through the years, but the thing about death is when we have hope, hope that we'll see our loved one again, It really changes our focus. You know, in our lives, we cannot function without hope. And when we lose hope, there's that that feeling and that sense of hopelessness. In the book of Proverbs, it reads like this, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope keeps us going through troubled times. The very famous evangelist Billy Graham said, the way we view death determines, to a surprising degree, the way we live our lives. To the Christian, death is the exchanging of a tent for a building. Have you ever thought of that? It kind of reminds me of the old country song that says, this world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. You know, we do have an eternal home, and that is our hope, our, our home in heaven. At the funeral of Louis XIV many years ago, This great leader was honored, and the cathedral was filled with his mourners that came to pay their respects. The cathedral was completely dark, except for one lone candle that was illuminating the gold casket. The reverend sniffed out the candle. He walked over to the casket, and he said, Only God is great. God is so great. Great because through Christ, we are freed from sin and the fear of death. Uh, That doesn't mean that we're ready to leave now. It means that one day we will be joining our loved ones who've gone before us. On this Easter Sunday, as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we consider the empty tomb. There was once a sermon title that went like this. It was, the tomb is empty, so you don't have to be. We don't have to live a life of hopelessness 
or a life of feeling empty. Because of the death of Christ on the cross, as Christians, we have new life, an abundant life in Christ. I read this story this week about a very sick young boy. He had a terminal illness. He was 12 years old, and he was disabled. And because he had a hard time at school, he was only in the third grade, and he struggled. Um, The students made fun of him. He drooled a little bit. He kind of made uncontrolling noises. And so he was kind of made fun of in school. And he was a very hard student for his teacher, Mrs. Miller, to, to teach. Mrs. Miller gave the students an assignment one Easter, and she gave each one of them, all 19 of her students, an empty Easter egg and told them to, to take it home as their homework and to fill it up with something that represented hope and new life. She meant to call Jeremy's parents that night to explain the assignment so they could help him with it, but she forgot. The next day, she gathered all 19 of the eggs, and she sat the students down on the carpet, and one by one, she opened those eggs, and the first egg had a flower in it, and she uh, noted that that represented new life, and the second one had a, a butterfly, and she said, yes, this is that represents new life as well. The third student brought a little rock that had some moss on it, and she said, yes, that represents the, the, the tomb where Jesus laid. The fourth egg she opened, she opened it up slowly, and it was empty, and she figured that was from Jeremy, and she began to put it aside, and Jeremy said, teacher, Mrs. Miller, you didn't, you didn't notice my egg, and she said, well, well, Jeremy was empty, and he said, yes, Mrs. Miller, but the tomb was empty too. That day during recess, the tearful Mrs. Miller thought about her struggle that she had with Jeremy and the beautiful message of hope that he brought to that occasion. Weeks later, Jeremy unfortunately passed away, and on his casket at his funeral lay 19 eggs representing the 19 students, and each one of those eggs was empty. It represented his theology of hope that the tomb was empty on Easter morning so that we could celebrate new life in Christ. The great hope of Easter is found in an empty tomb that promises us a new life and a life abundant. Have you experienced new life? Have you placed your faith and trust in Christ for your salvation? Are you now living it out in your life? You know, Christianity is based on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who died and rose again. And we celebrate Easter with our brother and brothers and sisters around the globe in churches and cathedrals and in, in small little home churches and all around the world, Christians are celebrating this resurrection. You know, it's common in our life to encounter folks who doubt the Easter message. And I understand that for some, because I look to the Easter story on things that folks encountered When we read the gospel, we realize that when Jesus rose from the dead, Mary Magdalene, she encountered Jesus for the very first time, and what was with amazement that she saw him with her own eyes. The women at the tomb that went to take care of the tomb, they saw Jesus, and they they ran off just astonished. The disciples encountered him, and then one time 500 people encountered him. Scientifically, it can't be explained. But for me, it's spiritually something I feel in my heart and in my soul and that I've experienced in my life. There are times when we're all slow to believe, but 
when we take the resurrection story and apply it to our lives, and we really understand the newness of life and the abundance of life we have in Christ, we are called closer to the cross. We are called to seek those things that are above and to set our hearts and our minds on things that are above. When we, when we, when we feel in our heart, it's our, our feelings and our senses, but what's in our mind is what we're thinking. And when those two come together, what we think and what we feel, we celebrate the Easter story. We then live in a world where we're citizens of heaven, but we're here temporarily living on this world. But we know that we have an eternal home in heaven. My prayer for you is that this Easter Sunday, you feel the love, the grace, and the peace that only we find in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you. Happy Easter. And God bless you.